Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Oh, man. How do you like Bizarro World, episode 572? Oh, it's, it's a continuation, isn't it? A new <clears throat> We have a Ministry of Truth now, <laughs> uh, Department of Justice, the DOJ. But we're not done, ladies and gentlemen, because two days ago, um, Attorney General, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, who almost became a Supreme Court justice, mm. he announced the creation of the Office of Environmental Justice. There you go. That's perfect. That's George, yeah. Did George Orwell write this or what? Uh, yeah, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? I, I need someone to define to me what environmental justice is. Well, you know, a tree. He says this is going to tackle the crime, climate crisis at mm. home and abroad. Oh, we course. are issuing a comprehensive environmental justice enforcement strategy. Uh, yeah, that's good. Well, you know, just more make work bullshit that you use your tax money to pay for a bunch of no show jobs and fake. Uh, here's my here, here's my quandary with this. You know, he says that it affects minority communities. Listen, I grew up in a minority poor community and we lived in like 800 square feet and we had one window air conditioner. We're talking about climate Injustice. What about rich people that own nine houses or live in the eighty thousand square foot house <laughs> on the ocean? And I, I just uh, anyway. Well, it's going to make justice. it. Yeah, environmental justice is going to make it mandatory. It's going to really improve the inner city poor uh, when you uh, force everyone to have uh, electric cars. Take a drive through Camden and tell me where you can plug them suckers in. Environmental justice. Yeah. So. I, I don't want to get into the Supreme Court yet. I'm going to get into that. No, but what the hell? Right now. So the, somebody leaked the Supreme Court, uh, uh, the Roe v. Wade with Justice Alito. And I don't have any dog in this fight, to be honest with you. It's funny because my wife, Tracy, is like, what do you think about everything that's going on? I said, well, it's, it's hard for me because I've been such a myopic uh, one-item voter in this country and focusing on that. And uh, so I really don't have a dog in a fight. I, as a libertarian, I believe people should have a right to choose. But personally, I'm not. I'm, I'm more pro-life, to be honest with you. I just want to put that out there. But that's my decision because I believe that I'm not the ultimate decider on what you do. I believe there's a, I do believe in a higher being. So, uh, Well, I know. take an entirely different uh, angle toward this is, uh, this is not about abortion. This is all about states' rights. This is about... Um, states don't have rights. States have powers. People have rights. So it's about states' powers. I have yes. to correct you on yeah, that. Yeah, right. So you're, you're absolutely right. But that's exactly what it's about. It's about what falls to the state and what, what the federal government really has control over. And that's why uh, the um, oatmeal brains in chief is really freaking out about I mean, the, power, the powers that be do not want to lose that federal power. And, and if this ruling goes through, again, not being a lawyer, um, if this ruling goes through, there's just so much at stake uh, with what the state can and cannot do. It sets all types of precedent. 
Yep. And Marty, Marty weighed in this, on this, too, with, you know, states having powers and uh, people having rights. And but but one angle uh, is that Gene Rossi sent me this. He goes, this negativity that is surrounding the court will have a direct impact on the New York State carry case. And he's like he's ho he's hoping not. But, you know, maybe now the judges are going to vote against it. I don't think so. I think that the justices are going to double down now. They, they, they dox the, the six conservative justices home addresses and they're telling people to go protest at their houses. They're going to be protesting in Catholic churches on Mother's Day mass and everything. So I think you have people, uh, principal uh, jurists that are sitting there that all you're going to do is make them more pissed off. I'm hoping that after this happens, Thomas turns around and goes, you know what? Maybe I'm going to make this my swan song and I'm going to write the majority brief on the Bruin case. And I'm really going to stick it to all of uh, the anti-gun people that are out there not following the rule of law and identifying the three branches of government because they basically these 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 crazies on the left think that they can you know, take over the country uh, by stomping their feet. By th we don't run a it's country on before. temper tantrum. It worked before. Well, well we ha it has to stop. We can't run a country on protest by temper tantrum. Absolutely true, but then they turn around and burn cities down, and this is what happens. Well, they let it all burn until somebody gets pissed off and starts shooting back then. Anybody let remember him, him the Summer it. of Love? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was some summer of love. Meanwhile, Newsom got in trouble because he chastised Oops. men because men don't have any fightness because only women can get pregnant. Wait and he was attacked. He was a a, we weren't we told that every yeah, birthing people, right? That's birthing people. That, birthing. Oh, how dare him? Birthing people. How Meanwhile, if you don't think gender matters, right? Go buy a rooster for eggs and go buy a bull for milk. <laughs> Okay. That's, have fun milking a bull. Uh, He'll have fun. I'm not sure if you will. Uh, so if you don't believe it, go go and do that. And let, let's see how that works for you. Yeah. I, I It's so backwards. But listen, this could work out to our advantage because so now we know Alito was writing the majority for Roe v. Wade. So it's slam dunk that Thomas is writing the majority opinion for the Bruin case. Slam dunk. You think? It's slam dunk. I'm telling you right now. He's the most senior um, Supreme Court justice, and it's his case. He gets it. Uh, I'm telling you right now. Uh, meanwhile, I, I, we're going to. Meanwhile, we're worrying about uh, student loan forgiveness. And well, you know, my mortgage happens to identify as a student loan. Yeah, $1.7 trillion. So my question is, we pay off all this existing student loans. What about the new kids that are just applying for student loans? Right. What about the people that just paid them off? What right? about those of us who worked our asses off ah. three, four, five jobs during ah. college to pay for our college ah, education? Yeah. If your college degree doesn't have enough value, for you to pay it off. <laughs> it certainly doesn't have enough value for me to pay it off. You mean a the, PhD this, in art history is so, not a good so, choice? So let's talk about some data. Who's the winners here on student loans? High earners, like doctors and lawyers, hold 40% of America's student loan debt. So mm -hmm. we're going to bail them out. Colleges and universities who can now hike prices up because the government is subsidizing. Right. Exactly. All right. That's the colleges problem. should be held responsible. You you approve. You get somebody a three hundred thousand dollar loan for an art therapy degree. Yep. Right. On while sitting on a yak. Okay. <laughs> yes. So who's going to lose here? 
Who always loses? Well, we, taxpayer. the taxpayers, of course. students and parents who already paid off their loans are refinanced with a private lender. Uh, future students, as the cost of college will continue to skyrocket. Anyone who has a mortgage, car loan, or credit card debt, as their payments pile up. And every single American, as the crisis does nothing to solve our current debt crisis. But here's an idea. How about tax relief? For seniors and vets who have paid into the government system, the pyramid, the Ponzi scheme known as Social Security, how about seniors and vets? How about giving them some relief, not the students who haven't paid shit into the system yet? Give it to their grandparents and their parents if you're going to do any kind of relief, which is I don't agree with any of that anyway. It's just going to continue to drive up inflation and drive our taxes up. The Dow is down. The S&P is down. The Fed just raised interest rates another half a percent. Stagflation might ass okay we are headed for a major recession there needs to be a reset and we are headed for it you're absolutely right keep giving shit away now you know he's so desperate oatmeal brains that this is what he wants to do he wants to give away free money to get votes it's a small minority of people you're going to piss off all of middle america every plumber every baker every government worker that worked for their uh for their position that didn't get a free ride i'm talking about the lower blue collar government workers the white collar ones most of them you know they their, their beds are their feather beds are set up and everything this is going to be a major major backfire i believe and you know free shit free shit over freedom as we say all the time and um it's it's destined to explode in their faces i watched him this week this man cannot speak he mixed hungaria with ukraine he missed we're helped that's why we're helping the russians i've had <laughs> I, i've had a, a a bunch of tourists come in this week from the netherlands from mm. england uh, from Australia, and I was talking to them, and I'm like, politics aside, how is our country viewed by your country right now? Like, not who's good. Our country is viewed as a paper tiger, Sandy. Oh, absolutely. We are we are weak. We are done. Yeah. He, one of the guys says we laugh in 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 the Netherlands because the United States thinks they're still a world power. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. And so we walk around, we, we think about this. You know, our military, all we care about is pronouns. That's right. Pronouns. We, don't ca we right. care about pronouns. Studying you know? military and, science. And listen to me. I am not disparaging any member of the U.S. military that, that signed up and serve their country. I'm not I'm talking about the brass that run it on top. Exactly. Those are the people. The I'm not talking I'm, I'm not talking about uh you guys and girls out there. Even though are we allowed females in the military? Is there such a thing? Not anymore, no. So it's just we're all just, just piled uh, you in. You know, non binary or whatever. I can't I can't I can't I still can't wrap the my week head is around now. it. I try. I try to wrap I really do. I try to wrap my head around it. But for some reason I just I just can't. Something's not allowing me to wrap my head around it. Welcome to the world um, of public health medicine. <laughs> <laughs> oh I got stuff to talk about there. Where is this? Right here. Uh uh did you guys know that the C D C bought our cell phone data during lockdowns? Of course they did. The CDC spied on Americans by purchasing location data for tens of millions of phones. How do you like that? Mm -hmm. uh, this was published by Red State, and uh, Vice Motherboard reported it as well. Very uh, as many states did the same thing. 
Yeah, they released documents. They showed the CDC planned to use phone data, location data, to monitor schools and churches and wanted to use the data for many non-COVID-19 per, per, uh, purposes. Uh, Which I get is always, it. always a way. But, yeah. you know, if you go to uh, look at what happened in, in Britain, um, uh, you know, the Zoe uh, COVID tracking data system, that was a voluntary thing. I mean, everybody just automatically, uh, you know, logged in and, and set their you know, reported their signs and symptoms and whatever. And it became the most powerful tool in the world because it was voluntary and because it was way ahead of any of, it still is way ahead of any of the government data and reporting as far as accuracy is concerned. You know, but I get again, it, but I want, I want to know yeah, that I, it's happening. Yeah, you don't, need to, you don't need to track people's whereabouts. And again, they were, they were looking at it for contact tracing and everything else, which, hey, you know, um, Give us some credit, huh? Uh, you know, if I look, I understand that the average person walking around probably has the IQ of a stone, and and that's the mind of the 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 elite. But still, give the stone some credit for not um, for being able to take control of their own life. True. True. It just doesn't, uh, you know, it just doesn't work. And, and again, if it's voluntary, look at what happened. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll point back to the Zoe. You know, they've changed it. And as soon as, you know, it's I, I found very interesting was as soon as it became uh, known how poorly the governmental system reporting systems in Britain matched up to the Zoe system, they automatically defunded the Zoe system. No shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, on a different note, I don't know if anybody's seen the videos from Alec Baldwin in the uh, <laughs> no, New Mexico seen. shooting. Remember uh, he said his finger wasn't on the trigger yeah, and the gun yeah, just yeah. went off? Uh, they have all the close-up. They released it. It's available on YouTube. Wow. And um, his finger is on the trigger every time he draws the gun out of the holster. And then what happened was he had cocked it, and when he drew it out with his finger on the trigger and he lowered the muzzle of the gun down, he killed the uh, camera girl and uh, shot the uh, director in the shoulder. Okay? I don't understand why they're trying this case in a court of public opinion, why they keep you know, releasing videos and stuff where they should be locking people up. But uh, Baldwin straight up lied. Uh, when he said that he didn't have his finger on the trigger. Remember, he said he just cocked the yeah. hammer back right. and the gun went off. Well, he had his finger on the trigger. Every shot they show, tight shots and and wide shots, of him drawing the gun out of the uh, shoulder holster uh, from under the jacket, he had his finger on the trigger when he pointed the gun. So straight up, lie, 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 lie. All right? Exactly uh, what you'd expect. From yes. Him. Hey, I want to talk karma. I want to talk <laughs> karma, karma, karma. Remember the Pennsylvania Attorney General Kathleen Kane yeah. who took away our reciprocity <laughs> with right. Pennsylvania and then she went to jail. She went to jail for three years because she was bribing people and doing all kinds of stuff. She was shady as shady can be. Well, she only did nine months of her three-year sentence, of course, and she has five years probation. So she smashed her car with drunk driving 
last week. Did she really? She was driving drunk, okay? And uh, is she going to go back to jail? She's now? back in prison, and the judge is going to decide Monday whether she has to finish her sentence or whatever Jeez. else is going to happen. Yeah, they uh, are it's just the, so arrogant. She tried to she tried to leave the scene. She tried to pay the of guy course. off the the guy she hit. And right before the cops came, she took perfume out of her purse and sprayed it all over her body. But it didn't get rid of the reeking smell. This is 2 o'clock in the afternoon, by the way. Oh. So, yeah, she's doing really well. She's hanging out, uh, you know, in bars or something. So total fall from grace for her. But it really uh, it couldn't happen to a, a better person because, uh, you know, she's been disbarred and everything now. She was once considered a rising star in Pennsylvania. Maybe yeah, she would be governor or whatever, remember? Yeah. She had dirt on everybody. She sent oh, emails. Yeah. She was going to... You know, she was going to uh, bribe them or whatever, uh, extort them so that she could get what she wanted. And uh, they set her up and that really backfired. And uh, remember the uh, the other day I said, you know, go woke and go broke. Yeah, yeah. Disney has lost $63 billion in market cap capitalization since going full woke in Florida. Okay, their market value, ladies and gentlemen, has gone down. That means their stock took a hit. It's gone down $63 billion. Here's something for Bob Chapkin or whatever his name is, the uh, the head of Disney. You know, you play with all your movies and your Disney Plus and everything, but the bottom line is if you look at Disney's – I own Disney stock. If you look at Disney's uh, portfolio, their bread and butter is the theme parks. Yeah, And absolutely. the number one bread and butter yeah. is Orlando. Right. And now you're taking a beating because you had to open your mouth, you know. And I said last week, the lawyer who started all of this, who wrote the response, he resigned. He was only at Disney three months. Okay, so he made this. He stirred the pot, and now he's gone. And Disney lost sixty-three billion dollars. And stockholders are furious, and families are furious. You know, again, this whole thing where we have to start indoctrinating kids about sexual persuasion and you know all the eighty-four genders and everything is 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 unacceptable here's a perfect example i know it doesn't work in the real world though but like a movie has a pg rating right sandy Mm -hmm. that pg rating states that this movie may include stronger language extended violence or sexual situations and drug use that is not suitable for an audience under 13 as parental guidance so parents can determine if it's appropriate but yet we can teach kids under 13 about sexuality, gender fluidity, yeah. and everything. Listen, I got, you're not a teacher anymore if you're teaching kids this. You're, you're, you're a groomer and you're a pervert, okay? You're a sexual deviant and you're a groomer and you're a pervert, and you need mental health. I you need mental health. I agree with you. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, you, you need mental health uh, uh, because you need to find out really what's wrong with you, and you shouldn't be teaching. You shouldn't be teaching young kids. You shouldn't be teaching anybody at this point. You should be in major therapy. To fix whatever is wrong with you. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Now, on the other hand, I am sure there are plenty of teachers that have a different sexual persuasion that go to school every day and just teach their kids reading, writing, and arithmetic. Absolutely. Because all the gay friends that I have, male and female, that have that are married, like gay couple, guy, guy, girl, Mm -hmm. girl, they all think this is crazy. They don't want their kids subjected to this. Yep. Exactly right. So it's like this small percentage of these crazy leftists, you know, like now they're at Jen Psaki, Peppermint Patty. She just she's going to work for NBC. 
MSNBC next week, sure. and the new the new African American girl uh, who's going to be the White House press secretary. They're not even crediting her as being African American. They're crediting her saying because she's LBTQI or something like that. But I don't oh. care about that. But here's what I care about: her domestic partner is an anchor at CNN. That's the biggest part. That's yeah, the, that's what is, I care about. This is an inbred this, group of people. Correct. That's the. I don't care what her sexual persuasion is. No, who cares? I, 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 don't, I don't even care if her manhood's bigger than mine. Right. Exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> well, maybe I do. But no, anyway. Oh, so Ainsley Reynolds, a correction. For your information, the first African-American woman astronaut in space was Mae Jemison via Space Shuttle Endeavor, September 1992. I stand corrected, Ainsley. The article I read was that the one on SpaceX was the first African-American female. So I looked her up, and I stand, I stand corrected. I wanted to get that out there to everybody. So, so Elon Musk is responsible for the second African-American woman to go into space. But again, so Ainsley, I want to ask you a question. As an African-American, have you read anywhere that the second African-American woman went up at SpaceX with um, Elon Musk's rocket company? Because, Sandy, have you read that anywhere? I have not. Did no. you see it anywhere? Nowhere. No. Because he's a racist. He is right? now. He wasn't before. Oh, the New York Times read an article. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Soros, Clinton, they're all on him. But uh, remember I talked last week, I said, we elect politicians to represent us. They don't yeah. represent us. We have prosecutors that don't prosecute the bad people. They prosecute us, right? And then we have judges that don't judge, catch and release. So Heather Darling, who's a judge in New Jersey, NRA instructor, she's taking a ton of classes here. She's on our side. She wrote, the swamp, she goes, people get elected who want to represent the people are kept out by the swamp to ensure it stays slimy. Absolutely. Spending $10 million every two years to win a $175,000 house seat. Okay, if you are not willing to play by the rules, they will not give you the money to run, period. So the swamp stays slimy. That's what Heather said. So we know this. We know judges are appointed political appointees. Uh, We know that prosecutors that either run or they're set up. Again, it's all in bread. It's all in bread. So now Musk is uh, buying Twitter and they're freaking out. Okay, so the New York Times comes out with an article. They call Musk a uh, a, he grew up under white privilege and under racist apartheid in Africa. Okay, (laughs) so Elon Musk grew up in white in elite white communities in South Africa, detached from apartheid's atrocities and surrounded by anti-black propaganda. (laughs) He sees his takeover of Twitter as a free speech win. But in his youth, he did not suffer the effects of listen to this misinformation. So now we're calling it misinformation, right? The Ministry of Truth. Mm. Meanwhile, the article interviewed Africans from Africa that were friends with him. One of his friends died. Musk was the only Caucasian at his funeral when he was a teenager. So the article, the headline was completely opposite of the article. Okay? It's just just crazy. So, So, of course, Elon Musk, he's very smart. But we just found out George Soros... Clinton and Obama staffers and the European governments are behind the anti-Musk campaign uh, that are demanding that uh, Musk uh, censor Twitter, well, moderate Twitter, 
Okay. This is, yeah, this is all the same people are behind this and they're trying to silence him. So, you know, Musk, Musk doesn't care. He zero Fs. And again, I'm mixed on how I feel about Elon Musk and a lot of stuff. So they they're all attacking him. And he basically tweeted out who are the people what who's who's funds these or who funds these organizations that want to control your access to an information Let's investigate. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Okay? <laughs> and these organizations, Media Matters for America, David Brock, founder and chairman. He was in, uh, on the Obama and Clinton uh, campaigns yep. and, and uh, in the White House. Another company called Ultraviolet. Okay? Uh, and again, all of these people, they, uh, they represent the unions and the teachers' unions. Yeah, Ultraviolet, my ass. Fair Vote UK, Center for Countering, Countering Digital Hate. Uh, let's see. Access Now, Brett Solomon, another hack. George Soros, three organizations that George Soros funds are what they're pushing to shut, basically shut Twitter down. They want him to go back to moderating everything. Okay. And Musk tweeted the other day, the far left hates everyone, themselves included, right? <laughs> and Ben Shapiro went through this whole thing. He says, anyone who says that the left has not radicalized over the course of the last 20 years is insane. He goes, in 2008, Barack Obama defended traditional marriage. The 2008 DNC platform said, taking police off the street is neither tough nor smart. We reject this a disastrous approach. Twelve years ago, not a major Democrat in America would have contended that a boy can be a girl. Now the White House announces that states must be forced to allow puberty blockers and body mutilation for minors. Did you know all 50 states have to put menstrual products in boys' bathrooms in the schools now from kindergarten up, Sandy? Did you know that? I did not know that. Yes. All male, all men's rooms, boys' rooms, kindergarten to high school— have to have tampons, Kotex, whatever it may be, Dispenser in the men's room. In the men's room. Oh. You know what the boys are going to do with that stuff, right? Oh, of course. Wet it, throw it at each other, <laughs> set it on fire. Right, right, exactly. This was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> There's more of your tax dollars at work. <laughs> so you're going to love this part, Shapiro. He goes, meanwhile, you literally cannot name a political position on which the right has moved right. It does not exist. The right has actually moved left overall on issues ranging from gay marriage to deficit spending. By moving right, the media means reacting to left-wing aggression. He says, all of which means that the left strategy to deal with the obvious truth of the Musk political spectrum meme is to move the Overton window over to the left, simply cutting off the right end of the spectrum, which is why they're so pissed at Musk taking over Twitter. Bravo, Ben yeah. Shapiro. Absolutely. He, he hit it. He hit it right out of the park. That's why Soros and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, Barack Obama, the climate uh, change guy, both of his mansions are right on the ocean, one in Martha's Vineyard <laughs> and one in Hawaii. But the oceans are going to rise. Bob, um, uh, what, what was Gore's first name? Al Gore has a house on the ocean. Yeah, right. Exactly. In Malibu. Yeah. But the house is going to rise. That's right. And swallow it all up. <laughs> and then it's Well, done. he'll have to Listen. move to his mansion in Tennessee then. His ranch and mansion yes. there. If you guys get a chance, you got to go on to Bearing, Bearing Arms. Bearing Arms. 
Look up the title, Liberty, New York City, and the Subway. John, our own John Petrolino visited New York City for an afternoon because he wanted to see what it looks like pre-Bruin decision, Supreme Court decision. <laughs> Petrolino is correct. You know, because right now it's, it's, it's horrible. He says, if you want to smoke weed, they welcome it because you, you, everywhere you walk, there's people smoking weed. You can, you can smell it everywhere. On I mean, the wrote, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He rode the subway and everything. Yeah, well, New Jersey, we're, we're, we're done as well. It's interesting because he had a huge, huge off-the-record uh, conversation with someone who some of you might know, but only co- quoted a small thing. Remember Bernie Getz? Yep. Bernie Getz was interviewed by uh, John Petrolino. Hopefully there's going to be more uh, follow-up uh, to it. You know, we're talking about uh, constitutional right uh, to defend themselves. You know, Getz never would have went to jail or anything if New Jersey had a, uh, a New York had a carry permit program because he was bullied and he was this little slight, you know, looked like a librarian. And uh, three guys approached him and went to mug him. And he had had enough. He had been mugged and robbed previously. And he shot them. He killed one. He crippled another one. Anyway, it became this huge flashpoint in the, in the city uh, for a long time. And that was 1984. How apropos, George Orwell. And yep. now here we are living in F in 1984. And uh, we have a new mayor of New York, Mayor Eric Adams, who was 20 years a police officer. And since he got elected, he fell right into elite status. He has been jet setting <laughs> all over the country. He was just in L.A. at a Netflix filming of a comedy show where uh, Dave Chappelle was uh, accosted. Did you did you hear about that one? No. So Dave Chappelle was performing on stage and this gentleman, African-American gentleman, 23 years old, jumped up on stage and tackled Dave Chappelle. So Dave Chappelle's security friends and family came out and they pummeled the guy, broke both of his arms, his hands and everything. The guy was carrying, Sandy, it looks like a, a Beretta 92 FS, wow. but under the barrel, a knife folds out of it. It's not a real gun. It's just like a knife. And imagine, guys, the, the case of the knife looks like a Beretta 92 FS, about 50% size. So this guy could have stabbed Dave Chappelle. I don't know how security allowed him to get on a stage. Jamie Foxx came to his aid. Chris Rock ran out and grabbed the microphone and said, was that, Chris, was that, was that uh, Will Smith? That tackled you, you know, which so they made light of it. But anyway, this guy was allowed to get on stage. He could have stabbed Jay, uh, he could have stabbed uh, Dave Chappelle. But to make a long story short, you know, uh, the, the, the prosecutor in L.A. that doesn't prosecute crime. Yeah. He instead of charging this man with a felony, charged him with a misdemeanor. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, misdemeanor. Meanwhile, the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, was sitting in the front row. Maybe he could have jumped up and did something. But no, three days earlier, he was wearing a long-tailed tux, walking around, you know, the Met Gala where guys wear wedding gowns and all kinds of shit like that. He was wearing a long-tailed tux, and on the back it said, End Gun Violence. You know, he's like tack the rich. He's making a statement instead of being on the ground and fighting crime and energizing his police officers and showing them these backing them up. He's going to all of these, you know, dress up dates, play dates where they all give each other awards and pat each other on the back. Imagine he got elected in the fall, came in in January. And in five short months, he's be, be, be able to come completely detached from his constituents. It's ridiculous. 
completely detached. The voters have no confidence in him for fighting crime. He failed on every metrics and the report card that they tested him with, with 86 percent of the voter support having more police officers, especially in the subways. OK, like they all went through this. Uh, where is it right here? I just saw some data. This was in the post. Sixty one percent of the voters va- voted him negatively for addressing crime. Okay, among racial groups, 59 percent of Hispanics, 55 percent of whites gave Adams poor grades and voters were split. uh, Black voters were split. Forty six approved, 45 disapproved. Okay, they have no confidence in him because how could you? He's in L.A. He's he's going to all these dog and pony shows and getting, you know, because he's looking at his next higher political aspiration. That's what it is. He's going to jump to the next level now by rubbing elbows with the elites. He's in the first tier now, but he's got to get into the higher up club of the first tier. Right? Yep. Isn't that what it, what he's supposed to do? Yep. So unbelievable. Meanwhile, you know, there's a recall effort to get rid of this uh, prosecutor, uh, L.A. George uh, uh, Gascon. They have uh, the parents of victims started this petition. And as of this morning, they have 500. Uh, they have they have 400,000 signatures. They need 567,000 by July 6th. Okay? Uh, so they're going to try to recall him because he refuses to, to do anything about the crime. Now, I want to give you some data. The sheriff of L.A., Alex Villanova, Villanueva, Alex, his department as L.A. County sheriffs, the whole county compromising uh, protection, obviously the towns have departments just like we have here, He's arrested and brought to Gascon's office 13,238 cases that Gascon says he rejected. He is not going to prosecute. This is in five months. 13,238 cases that the district attorney's office later rejected because they don't conform to Gascon's special directives. These are people that did bad things, that left the victim, have the evidence presented, and they don't bother. Gascon's office, of course, declined to comment about this. So here's your perfect example. You have a prosecutor there that is not prosecuting any crimes, and you have people dying, and you have mothers outraged that they're trying to make the place safer. You know, everybody, black, white, green, or blue, moms, when they let their kids leave for school in the morning, they want them to go to school, learn something, and come back home safe. Right? Well, he won't allow that. He will not allow that. This is what we're dealing with here. And we're dealing with that here with Bragg in New York City. We're dealing with that in New Jersey with Plattkin. It's all the same. It's backwards. Are you still fighting crime the old-fashioned way? Now cut crime in half the time with a fast, easy money-saving solution. Introducing the Shipbaggerator. This year's all-new crime deterrence marvel from the makers of Gun For Hire Radio. The Shipbaggerator's compact design makes it quicker and easier to use than jail cells, parole boards, lethal injections, or those costly, outdated electric chairs. Just park your Shipbaggerator in the town square. Open the lid and drop the shit bag in. It's that simple. There's no wrong way to use it. Back and forth, side to side, round and round, shit bags go in and come out as a mound. Super sharp stainless steel blades that never need sharpening do all the work. Slice shit bags so thin they only have one side. Built strong to last, they slice through even the toughest shit bags. 
murderers, rapists, child molesters. No problem. Just set it to high, and the ship baggerator's powerful patented motor will handle them three at a time. No muss, no fuss, no bogging down. Just pop the top, drop them in, and watch as the powerful counter-rotating blades pull any size ship bag through at two feet per second. Amazing. Cleanup is a breeze. Just rinse with a fire hose or run it through the car wash. There's even a pulse setting for serial offenders. Save up the worst and delight the crowds on the 4th of July. Who needs fireworks when you've got the ship baggerator? And it's portable, so you can take it anywhere. But wait, there's more. For a limited time, we'll send you four additional sets of special stainless steel blades that never need sharpening. So now you can chop, slice, dice, and cube. The ship baggerator and four specialty blades, all for the same low, low price. Unbelievable. So don't wait. Call and get yours today. The ship baggerator is available only at Gun for Hire Radio. Operators are standing by. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. I'm not ready for you. (laughs) I talked about it last week, but this week, May 11th, at 5.30 p.m., at the Best Western in Matamoros, is the Pike County Friends of the NRA fundraising dinner. I cannot make it. If I could, I would. Uh, everybody uh, should so to support. They're fighting the fight. Please let everybody know. They also have a Facebook page. Pike County Friends of the NRA has all the event info on it. All right. Pike County Friends of the NRA. Uh, I wish Mike and Mike really, really uh, good luck with this. And in the future, I need a longer uh, heads up, guys so that I can pitch this a little earlier, and I would love to uh, attend the next one, maybe get a table, come with uh, my guys and girls, and uh, have some good old-fashioned fun. So I want to do some housekeeping. Uh, Marty's V-Burger, martysvburger.com, 20% off with a uh, Gun for Hire uh, ID or Gun for Hire radio, whatever, and you can pick up in New Jersey also at Freakin' Vegans in Prospect Park on Freakin' Fridays. If you haven't had a Marty's V-Burger, you need to try one. If not anything else, uh, you got to definitely try one. Decoding Firearms by none other than the Pen Patriot, John Petrolino, is available on Amazon as well as the Gun for Hire Pro Shop here. The Gun Lawyer Podcast, exposing the truth about the laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. Gunlawyer.com, a gun, gun.lawyer, Evan Knappen. You got to check him out. His shows are a half hour uh, and they're very, very good. Don't forget the quarantine crawl. We have 360 positive. 2A businesses. Support those who support you. Eat at those places. Get your house painted at those places. Get your landscaping done from those places. Everything you need. QuarantineCrawl.com My book, Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game. We're going to go over some more tips this week in learning because the world is upside down when you have prosecutors that don't prosecute and judges don't judge and politicians that don't politic for we the people. We now live in a dystopian shit show. Uh... My doctor, Optimal Health Wellness NJ. Your first visit consultation is free. Optimal Health Wellness NJ. 
com. Dr. Joe Sampatero. If you need more info, send to me. Concierge Medicine. Okay. Uh, Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club. L a k e i s dot org. Tony Gallo. Go and check him out. Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club. Zen Float Center, 219 Park Avenue, Scotch Plains, zenfloatcenter.com. Ask for Sharon Decker. Tell them Gun for Hire sent you. Uh, it's an experience everybody should try. It will definitely de-stress the hell out of you, by the way. We still have some lockers available for rent here. Um, Sandy's using a locker now. I am. Yes, he has his uh, family jewels in there. He brought a pet rock, <laughs> some moss, and a clipboard. I don't know what's on the clipboard. Not very much. There was nothing no. left. Our gun store is almost open. The clock is ticking. <laughs> I don't know why. Our gun store is almost open. 2,200 square foot multi-line dealer. We're going to have members, buyers, clubs, and everything. There's more updates coming. Henry uh, Rifle donated a gun already. I have a couple other people on the line uh, that are going to be donating stuff. We're going to do a soft opening, and then you're going to see a huge, brand new, massive opening coming soon after that. So, Keep out looking. The gun store at Gun for Hire will be open before you know it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I got some emails here. So we have a police officer from New Jersey, Rich McBride. He goes, good morning, Anthony. Just listen to your most recent show. In New Jersey, all law enforcement officers are subject to urinalysis for drug testing. I get it about once a year and have probably had to submit a sample at least 10 years in my career. Rich. Well... So, Rich, we still don't know how this is going to work. Uh, I was talking to a mayor of a city saying, just like Fulop, they're worried. They know that when a cop is involved in a shooting or, or anything, any type of case, the first thing that the defendant, which would be me or the victim, is going to say, I want that cop to be blood tested for THC. Yeah. And if that cop smoked a half a joint 22 days ago, he is going to come up hot for THC. And then I'm going to say that the arrest or whatever he did was unwarranted because he was under, under the, the influence. influence. Yep. Right. And now what are you going to do? He was breaking a federal law while he that, was arresting me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we're going to see what's going to happen in the long run, Sandy. We, the taxpayers, oh. we're going to it's going to cost us. Bend over. It's going to cost us. Because of this stupid law. I don't understand it. You can't, you get drug tested, you can't mar marijuana if you're a train operator, if you're this, if you're that, if you're this, if you're that, if you handle firearms. A cop handles firearms. Right. How are they exempt? Well, the way the law was written in New Jersey and, you know, Snaggletooth is like, well, if the legislature rewrites the law, they're not going to rewrite the law. They barely do basic shit in our state now. <laughs> exactly. They don't care about anything. They just we like to collect my next we check. You want us to rewrite it. What? Yeah. This Thursday, the 12th, we're having the, um, the party for the uh, 22 League, the Fun League. Hmm. So we're going to close it out. We're going to give out awards. We have four divisions, and there's going to be first, second, and third place for all of the divisions. And uh, we're going to have food, and we're going to have some entertainment and stuff. It's going to be really, really good. Really good way to end the 12 weeks of the 22 Fun League, which will be coming back in the fall. I got an email from uh, 
Bobby Trainer. He wrote, Dear Anthony and staff, regretfully I will not be able to make it to the festivities on Thursday 5-2 as the wife and I will be in Boston. I just want to let you know that I love the 22 league, even as a somewhat experienced shooter who hasn't been shooting much over the past two years due to shoulder surgery. It was a nice reintroduction to the sport as well as to the new range. I also liked it so much I went out and bought a brand new 1022. <laughs> Thank you again uh, to you and your staff and look forward to bringing the wife with me to the next 22 league thank you bobby see it's stuff like that that makes everything worth it for me because uh we had from eight years old to 80 years old um in the fun league and you know gabe and uh, henry and Cy, they're going to be coming up with some more advanced stuff and matt is working on the award so you know no man is an island these guys are all uh helping uh front and back to to make these things a success phoebe and um uh, um oh henry uh Henry M and uh, Butch and uh, Phil and his son—they're all—they're all, they're all just—they everybody just kicked ass, and it was just so much fun. I'm looking forward to the four leagues and the other fun leagues that we're going to be coming up. You know, the Northern New Jersey Police Revolver League—they have their uh, revolver leagues here on Tuesday nights. You can come and check them out, and then on Sunday mornings they have their winter league, which will start again in the late fall. And we're thinking about having a. Uh, like an introductory to bullseye shooting, like a clinic. Mm. If any of you are interested, please email me, anthony at gunforhire.com. If you're interested in getting getting involved in the Northern New Jersey Police Revolver League, they're always looking for people. You can come down and check them out. And Butch, last uh, the last the week before the last 22 Fun League, Butch brought down his uh, Packmeyer case with his whole selection of firearms and stuff and was explaining to people how the league worked, and it really intrigued uh, a lot of people. So it would be great to see more people involved in those leagues. Just uh, to put things in perspective, I used to shoot in those leagues in the 80s. Oh, man, yeah. Yes, yeah, I, shot, I shot in those leagues from yeah. like 84 to about 96. Uh, uh, so I shot, I shot for quite some time. And there's a few of the guys that are still on the league. You know, a few of the old timers, mostly uh, new faces from uh, from what I've seen watching the guys and girls that are here. And it's for everybody. And uh, it's a hell of a lot of fun. So if you're interested, please email Anthony at Gun for Hire and I will uh, I will pass it on. So uh, Brad Hendricks sent me this. Uh, I read this as well. Uh, A family from Tennessee were shocked because they found uh, that an air tag was tracking their 17-year-old daughter's movements in oh. Disney World. Oh. They were on a day trip to the Magic Kingdom when they made a discovery. Madison, 17, and her mother, Jennifer, only found out about the AirTag four hours after they were first tracked. They went back to the theme park's parking lot before searching their car for the device, but to no avail. Madison continued to monitor device location on her iPhone through the remainder of the day. Mother and daughter alerted police, but still didn't know who the gadget's owner is. Hundreds of women across the U.S. have reported receiving notifications. I'm telling you right now, they make an app for your Android phones if you're tracked with the um, AirTag, and they make an app for the Tile device if you're being tracked. You need to initiate those and this girl madison's a very pretty girl 17 years old so some scum uh dropped it in her purse and uh was tracking her maybe you're gonna follow her into a bathroom or something you know because guys can dress as as women now yeah, and go right into a ladies sure. room Why right yeah. and i can maybe have a little chloroform or something and i can close the stall door and i can do whatever i want to do to her so uh ladies and gentlemen head on a swivel this is only going to get worse 
uh, as people figure out ways, you know, eventually a hacker is going to figure out a way to shut the alert off that you're going to be tracked by an air tag and you don't even know you're tracked by an air tag. Yeah. Uh, so northern New Jersey, Bergen County malls have been rife with police activity lately. Somebody goes like that. And it turns into an active shooter and they, uh, you know, somebody drops something on the floor or pops a balloon and you have thousands of people running out, trampling over each other and a huge police presence in the mall. And see, I would like that to happen like when I'm holding like a hundred thousand dollar watch that I'm looking at (laughs) in the jewelry store and all of a sudden everybody stampedes out the door, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. My my luck. Uh, I paid for the ice cream, and the girl didn't finish scooping it. Yet. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not no, evacuating wait, wait. until put that second scoop on. <laughs> I, I I implore you all. Make sure you read my book, Crime Proof. Think like a criminal. Beat them at their own game. But listen, if you're going to the mall, if you have loved ones that are going to the mall. You have to be careful. I was away for 18 days, and I get all these news aggregators, and all I keep reading about is, uh, you know, problems at the mall. There was another fight. There was an altercation. They thought it was gunfire. Somebody, and it's a great way, you know, if you did something wrong, if you're shoplifting or something, all you got to do is yell, he's got a gun or something, and you can just disappear in the crowd and get out. It's a, it's a wonderful exit strategy. Oh, absolutely. Sure. You know, uh, this is something that everybody has to be aware of. You you got to teach your kids. You got to take your kids to the mall when you take them, and you got to spend time. You got to get them to pay attention, and you got to say, "Listen, if this happens, you do this. If this happens, you do that." Read my book. Get all the tips in there, and give it to your kids and your grandchildren and your nieces and your nephews and your neighbors' kids. This is what normal people teach the younger generation, not about the eighty-four genders and anal sex. This is what you're supposed to be teaching. Yeah. When they go out into the world, the world is a scary place, and we should be prepared, and we should know how to handle the boogeyman. Right. That's what's supposed to be. It's backwards today. You know, I read this. I just get this in my, on my news aggregator today, this morning. An attack happened. Two men ambush, ambush a woman in a sex attack on a popular New Jersey trail. This is the Morristown Traction Line Recreational Trail. There's people on this trail all the time. This was a woman, 3.45 p.m. on a Tuesday. Two men approached her and asked her for cash. She didn't give them any. One man then shoved her to the ground and sexually attacked her while the other stood watch. And then both men fled on the trail afterwards. They're both in their 20s, and they still haven't found these guys, okay? This is 3 o'clock in the afternoon. There's families walking around. There's people walking their dogs everywhere on this trail. I've been on this trail before. When I peaked in my health, and I used to like to go out and, you know, pretend that I was super-duper healthy, and I would play Let's Get Physical by Olivia Newton-John and wear a headband. (laughs) Why are you laughing? That's I remember it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is this kids walk on that trail, Sandy. Like yeah. after school, kids right. walk on that trail. And these two scumbags and one raped her. Now, gotta ask you, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. What if she had a lipstick bodyguard? Right. What if she had a mace? Wow. What if she had a device that screamed really loud? Right. What happens is though, when we're not prepared, people's fight or flight reflexes kick in right you either fight flight or freeze so obviously she froze right? right and then what happened they took advantage of her 
Now, I don't know the situation, and my heart goes out to that woman. And to be honest, if I was the guy who was the one who was to catch those two guys, I would feed them through a wood chipper feet first in slow motion. Yep, shit baggerator. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm 100% okay with uh, with doing that. That is the ch- shit baggerator, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. That's why Sandy just chimed in there. But here we have broad daylight, a woman, and she's minding her own business, yeah. and she's just trying to get healthy, walking out there a little bit, and look what happens. She got raped. They said sexually uh, abused. I don't know what happened to her specifically. Nobody else was on a trail. Obviously, they must have dragged her off to the side, and one guy kept lookout or whatever. But there are plenty of defensive devices that a woman can carry uh, when she's out jogging. She can have mace or a lipstick bodyguard in her hand while she's jogging. She could have sprayed them both. Maybe it would have escalated. Maybe she would have gotten beat up, but maybe she would have gotten away without being raped. Right. What I can't I can't tell the future. I just know that her current situation was definitely not a winning situation. So let's talk a little bit about shopping safety. I know I've reviewed this a million times, but I just want to talk this again. You know, we thoroughly explored that threats to you and your loved ones are prevalent when outside the home. Look at your weekly routine. If you're like most Americans, your your time is spent at home, at work and doing chores and errands, unless you're a complete shut-in like me and Sand. Um, <laughs> working from home and relying on grocery and goods delivery services, you, 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 know, you leave the house to go shopping. Some of the concepts and ideas in this chapter have been covered already. However, taking a closer look is important to developing your defensive mindset in malls, grocery stores, and other shopping centers that are prime places for predators out in full force looking for prey. Let's not make it easy for them. Shopping always, uh, almost always includes a currency exchange, one form or another. Uh, so I like to keep my ID separate from my cash, and I carry a smollet, right? I carry, I know, you know, I, I've talked about it all the time. I use a hair scrunchie, and I have my credit cards and my driver's license in that. And then I have my money with a scrunchie around it uh, with small bills on the outside, bigger bills in the inside. And I never carry a big wad of cash. I, Tracy and I was in Florida for 18 days. And I had my two little wallets and my one wallet, I never had more than like $200 in cash. And then the other one had just the basic credit cards and ID that I needed to carry with me. So, uh, you know, these are, I like to keep everything separate. If you're a woman, you should avoid carrying a large purse or a bag uh, that you store your important stuff in. Not only are they cumbersome uh, to navigate with, especially if you go to Condition Red, they're also easy for somebody to snatch, you know? Yeah. Cull out all what is unnecessary versus not necessary. So when we got back from Florida, in my uh, nightstand drawer was all the other cards that I carry with me all the time uh, that I put back into my little wallet. You know, I, didn't, I was like, I don't need to bring the uh, yeah, key code right. to the range and the key co- card to the, my cigar club with me to Florida. You know, I just cleaned all of that out. I want, every, I want to travel light because I'm fat, right? Most people have multiple credit cards, all right? They're convenient and offer consumer protection, and many companies offer rewards, right? And some of them have protection. Like Tracy has LifeLock. I have uh, uh, American Express credit card registry, 1-800-CCR-AMEX. If any of my credit cards get stolen, I call that number. They cancel them all. So uh, one phone number is all I have to worry about, you know? Any credit cards you have that have big limits or no limits, leave them at home. I told you, I have one credit card, a Visa card, Harley-Davidson Visa, since 
five. I only use that for online purchases. That's my account for online purchases. So Amazon and any other online purchases, it's that credit card. It has a $500 limit, and I get a text alert uh, every time it's used. So I don't have to worry about um, people uh, taking it and burning it up. Tracy had her card compromised, her uh, Visa or MasterCard, while we were in Florida. She got an alert. There was a couple of small charges that went through, and their fraud detection got it. They called her up. They confirmed, and they canceled the card, and they FedExed her out a new card. So somebody uh, read her card somewhere. Uh, so th let's talk about going to a mall, let's say. Where you park, and the perils involved with that have already been discussed. Remember to park in well-lit areas. Stay away from spots that will box you in, uh, like next to large trucks or SUVs. I don't know about you, but normally when I, I try to pull into a spot where I can pull out of the spot, you know? Yeah. I don't like to be in a spot yeah. that I have to back out for a couple of reasons. If I got to get out of Dodge fast, I don't want to back up. And it's always a liability because of kids in the parking lot. I always like to pull through whenever possible because I always park far away from the entrance to the mall. And, again, I pull through, and I have my nose in my car pulling out. And a lot of people don't do that because they load their bags and stuff in the back of the car. I'd rather that inconvenience yeah, of loading yeah, between too. a parked car and me, you know, than not being boxed in. Uh, you know, again, cover and concealment concept works. I always have the black blanket. So we traveled, we drove to Florida, and we slept overnight and in Georgia one night and then uh, North Carolina on coming home. And we only brought up two overnight bags to the hotel and, uh, you know, with our computers and stuff in them. The two larger suitcases, even though I have the shade that pulls over in my SUV, we th I threw a black blanket over them. So even if someone looks in with a flashlight, they can't see shit. Yeah. Uh, very, very important. Um, you know, I don't like big shopping malls. I think they post, pose too much of a risk to my safety, but it's not like I don't go. You know, I try to go to mom and pops whenever I can, but I do have to go. Um, and I always try to park in an area where the entrance closest to the stores I need to visit is because I like to go in and get out. I don't like to walk, traverse through the entire mall. It's just, it's just not my thing, you know. But always trust your sixth sense when you're walking to the mall. Is anybody following you? If you're shopping with young children, you know, it's a whole nother thing. You know, you have to realize uh, that they're with you and they're a huge liability. And, uh, you know, like you have to avoid uh, Target bags. Like if you go to the Apple store and you walk out with a big Apple bag, someone will will roll you for that bag. The same thing, um, one of Tracy's friends just went to a jewelry store and bought a watch and they put it in a brown paper bag. Nice. So back in the day, they would put it in, you know, Anthony's Jewelers yeah, yeah, exactly. or whatever. Yeah. You know, today we can't do that anymore because our prosecutors don't prosecute. And it's not the police's fault. The, the police arrest people. And then after that, they get released back out because of judges, prosecutors and weak, flaccid politicians. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, you want to make sure if you if you're going to the store, you can also, you know, now we can't have plastic bags in New Jersey or styrofoam cups or plates because that's how Murphy's fixing the state with the highest taxes. And, you know, 69 percent <laughs> of the people in the state says they would move out tomorrow if they could. So a snaggletooth is like, I'm going to ban plastic bags. That'll make more people want to stay. Yeah, let's put a, a, a another big burden upon small businesses. Yeah. Correct. So, you know, Tracy bought bags like shopping bags like from kings or whatever you know she bought uh so you know you could fold up they make little travel bags like that you know you could you could fold up whatever you want and uh 
use that. Where if you go into a store, if you go into I don't know Vera Wang or whatever this this stuff is, you know Jimmy Choo, you could have that green, beat up, dirty bag that you've brought to Shoprite fifteen times already, and uh, and use that. You know, uh, so that's something I would think about. Remember other safety contests concepts. You can always use a pen. Or a tactical pen. You can always have lipstick bodyguard, mace, or anything else with you all the time. Uh, remember, when you come back to your car, always load your children before your groceries or your packages. You don't want to leave a kid in a shopping cart. Because somebody will walk by. Uh, well, there's videos out there. A bad guy walked by, picked the kid up right out of a shopping cart, and put a knife to the kid's throat and tell the mother, give me your purse. Give me your money. Give me the keys to your car. Hand the mother the baby and get in the mother's car and pull away with it. Yeah. It, that takes literally 35 seconds, okay? Right. Don't store any items in the back seat. Again, everything all the way in the back with a blanket. It depends on what kind of car you have. Don't dilly-dally in the car. Unload your kid. Unload your shit. Get in the car. Lock the door. Start it and drive away. If you have to make a phone call or a text... Pull away, stop at the end of the mall with your car in gear, with your foot on the brake, text Hun, just leaving the mall, be home in five minutes. Okay? That's what you want to do. Carjackers, muggers, thieves, sexual deviants, they're looking for this all the time. Same thing while we were traveling. It was a great learning experience. Tracy had never driven to Florida. I had to drive to Florida because the doctor wouldn't let me fly for... Uh, uh, for a month for some shit, but uh, which is all good now. So the same thing, I was teaching her, like when I got gas, you know, you have to fill your own gas. I'm like, Trey, you're, you're going to stay in a car? Yeah. I lock the doors while she's yeah. in the car because I'm on the other side pumping gas. I can't see her. Somebody could open the door or whatever because, you know, you see dregs walking around or somebody could look clean cut and do it. So I lock the door. I fill it up with gas. Get clean the windows or whatever, take the nozzle out, close the gas cap. I get in a car, and then we would pull to the front of the convenience store, and we would go to the restroom together. And, again, I would park, and I would eye up the situation. Oh, it's busy. A lot of people walking in and out. That's good. It wasn't 3 o'clock in the morning. We weren't driving at that time. So we'd both go in. We'd scope out the restrooms, and I'd say to her, I'd, I'll meet you here. And I would wait for her to go to the restroom, and I'd wait for her to come out of the restroom. And then I'd say, I'm going to get a cup of coffee after I go to the bathroom. You're going to look around. She's like, yeah. And I would go into the bathroom, pee, come back out, hook up with her again. I'd get coffee. She was with me, so I couldn't grab a thing of Twinkies or Ho-Hos or Devil Dogs <laughs> or Yodels or anything else like that. I had to be really good. I was like, yeah, I'll just have this. Um, um, diet soda. Um, I'll just have this <laughs> diet soda. And, um, uh, ooh, uh, ooh, is that, a, is that a Thin Mint? Yeah, I just want one. Uh, yeah. If she wasn't with me, One I'd be more than a bomb. Did you ever stop in a Bucky? Oh, yeah. I've never been to a Bucky's. Really? Sandy, I'm moving there. <laughs> I'm moving to a Bucky. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never stopped at a Bucky, they're going to put every gas station and, um, you know, it's funny. They had a sign outside the restrooms. It said world famous. It's true. And the, the rest, restrooms were spotless. Yeah. They, uh, they, they were slicing beef brisket fresh and making sandwiches. Were they really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is their new thing now. They're oh, famous yeah, now nice. for their beef brisket. Uh, it didn't suck. Tracy was with me. I had to eat the brisket off of the potato roll. <laughs> I would normally would have said, can I get an extra potato roll? Uh, 
<laughs> a side of potato rolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that happened to me. So I've never really been to a Panera. Have you ever been to a Panera? Uh, I think a while ago, maybe. You know, it's bagged food, right? They put it, the, it's boiling yeah. bags, like when you were a kid, yeah. chicken a la king or whatever. So uh, That's the bread place, right? Yeah, so Tracy and I go in because we, we needed to eat something and go to the bathroom. So I walked up and I said, can I have the chicken salad sandwich, the lunch special? The girl goes, oh, yeah, that comes on our sourdough bread. I'm like, okay, that's good. So she, she said, would you like chips with that? So I'm trying to be healthy. I'm like, no, no chips. She goes, would you like a baguette instead? So I'm thinking, oh, instead of the sourdough bread, they're going to put it on a baguette because I'm not getting the potato chips. It's like a bonus bread thing, and a carboholic likes bonus bread things, right? Mm-hmm. They call my name. I go pick it up. It's chicken salad sandwich on sourdough bread, and on a separate plate, is a French baguette. <laughs> Just a roll. So um, I sit down. Yeah, I sit down. I'm like, so my upgrade from potato chips was a was roll. A roll. <laughs> but there's, there's, uh, okay, I'm, I'm good with that. I ate my sandwich, my chicken salad on a sourdough. It was okay. Hey, there was a time when we would have eaten a roll. I know. Well, she wasn't with me. I would have eaten a roll. Damn I would have right. went up and said, hi, can I have six butter and three jelly packets? Right, exactly. And I would have made go. a butter and jelly sandwich, <laughs> wrapped it in a napkin, put it in a car, and about 15 minutes after I ate that chicken salad sandwich, I would have ate that butter and jelly sandwich. Damn right. But she was with me, and under protest, I begrudgingly threw the baguette out. <laughs> okay? She's like, are you mad? No. Uh, but... What the hell is going on here? I didn't want chips. I got a, a, a roll on the side. Couldn't they have offered me a fruit cup? <laughs> I don't think they have fruit Something? Cups. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe they... Ladies and gentlemen, we were in southwest Florida for two days to get there. 14 days, two days to get there, two days to get back. There's an I did that sticker on every gas pump in Florida with oatmeal brains pointing to the prices. <laughs> and almost every urinal that you go in in Florida, there's a picture of Biden with the Looney Tunes background. And it says Looney Tunes on it. Everywhere. Uh, menus in restaurants had the Governor Ron DeSantis omelet. Okay? Like Which is what? It was, it was an omelet. Like, it was oh. like, kind of like a Western omelet with okay. jalapenos in it or something. But, but like they're naming stuff after the governor, but everything else is derogatory for our president, who doesn't even know what country he's in very because true. it's elder abuse. And it's very, um, it is very uh, horrible that our media, which is in bed with the government, obviously, are allowing this to happen, weakening our country so much on a um, national level by having someone who pretty much doesn't have a clue where he is or what's going on. They let the cat out of the bag this week. The reason they built a second Oval Office across the street from the White House is because they have a huge face-on teleprompter that they can't set up in the Oval Office permanently because he entertains people in the Oval Office. So they built this whole fake Oval Office where Oatmeal Brain sits and literally six feet in front of him is like this 60-inch screen teleprompter. The words, the font on the word, Sandy, is like 900 font. Okay? Each letter is like two and a half feet long. And he sits and stares straight ahead, and he reads off of that. And he still can't stay on script. Yeah. 
Okay, he still can't stand the script, making up stories and, you know, the whole bit. He was a college professor. He drove a tractor trailer for four <laughs> years. And, and, I mean, it, it's it's ludicrous. This week he said that there he is the first senator from Delaware. There's never been a senator from Delaware before because the state is so small. He meant to say he's the first U.S. president from Delaware. He doesn't even know what he is. Okay, 46 years as a senator, he's still a senator in his brain. That should be a crime in and of itself, don't you think? 46 years as a senator. Well, like like uh, Heather Darling said, they're all fighting off of that trough, babe. Yeah, that's for damn sure. Thank you all for your support, and maybe I'll see you next week. <laughs> that kind of says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> Well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hour Radio. Gun for Hour Radio is a counterthink media production. The music used in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game with Their Own Club. Uh, we love you guys. We will uh, probably, I guess, as Anthony says, probably be here again next week. God Maybe. Willing, Jesus, Darius, and the batteries hold out. We will see you again <laughs> <laughs> next week. From sea to the shine.